0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. John Eldridge encourages us to pray with passion, confidence, and authority, because there is a way things work.
1: I don't know where we got this idea that prayer is like shooting up bottle rockets or something, (laughs) where it's just a quick little, oh God, please help us today, in Jesus' name, amen. It's like, yeah, those prayers don't work that can we just name the elephant in the room? Those prayers don't work.
0: Learning how to pray, next.
2: This book is out today and uh, my staff, some of them have read it and they were quite taken up with it. Beautiful cover. Hold yes, down. a beautiful mm-hmm. cover. It's it's called Moving Mountains, Praying with Passion, Confidence, and Authority. And I think John and I are gonna have a good time and Betty <laughs> talking about this because as sad as it is to say, I think we talk a lot about praying, but we don't we don't pray or even know really how to pray. And I find myself, and it's the first time it's hit me quite as hard as it did just while we were sitting back here a moment ago. And John said, "You you need to teach people to pray." And uh, I learned to pray, pray, but I don't find most people know how to pray. So I wasn't taught. This is kind of you know I don't know how to figure it, but but I've been taught at His feet and taught with pain. Yes. And I do know how, and one of the things we want to get through to you, so we'll start right here before we even plow into it. But if you'll grasp the fact that if you could only understand that praying is not just pouring your heart out and really wanting to be heard by the greatest power in the universe, but it's hearing the heart of that person. Because I promise you, the Father so longs to share his heart Mm. and for it to be heard and imparted that it's like he leaps at the opportunity for you to just hear him. And if he thinks you want to, you engage in something that few people Mm. really experience. And this is what we're going to talk to about with John Eldridge. And I'm glad you were looking in as I greeted this studio full of people who will join me in welcoming you and welcome John Elvis. And John, I'm glad to see you. And I I think you can tell by, by just my little visit with this incredible studio full of wonderful people. And when I look at all of them, I see them as a vessel that God created to honor and give glory to Him. And the Master's hand will shape beautifully what He longs to shape in you. And prayer is such a vital part. And what you have written, Moving Mountains, and God knows we got a lot of them that need to be moved. Don't we? And when you are telling me how excited you are that people get this, I think you can tell you come into a studio where. The hosts are excited about you being here because of what you're going to talk about and the importance of it.
1: Yeah, and the way you were praying backstage here earlier, right? Your heart is in this, right? Your heart is deep, no deep, deep in prayer. And I, and I think the big surprise is, is that prayer is something that you have to learn, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is, People approach prayer like saying, all a marriage needs is love. Right? And you're like, well, kind of. Kind of. It's a good beginning.
2: Right? It's a a good start.
1: But anything in life that you, you do well and that you enjoy reading, driving a car, being a parent. You had to learn it, right? There are things to be learned,
2: and we haven't taught people how to pray. Well, they asked Jesus to teach them to pray. Right? They didn't say teach us to preach. Right? <laughs> I, I have an idea. If we really learned to pray, yes. we'd probably preach yes. with a lot greater freedom and authority yeah, and impact. Exactly,
1: right. And if we learned how to pray, we'd probably have to do a lot less preaching.
2: <laughs> Especially if the audience was praying. Wouldn't right. that be nice? Yeah. Yeah, these gonna be, we just sit yeah. down and you say, Hey, y'all pray. And then the yeah. preacher sit out. It'd be great. Yeah. Heaven comes out. <laughs> and you know, some of you get excited yeah. about prayer now if you get yeah. the preacher to hush, but that'd be great.
3: You know, one of the, the really important and life changing things to me about prayer was when I learned more that it's a conversation with God. Yes. At first, I thought it was when I would be. Frightened to death when so, I'd go to a, somewhere in public and somebody asked me to pray. Right. I thought, okay, what do they expect to come out of my mouth? I was more concerned about what the people I was with yeah. thought than yeah. what God thought. Yeah. And when I became more concerned about what God thought about yeah. me, and I wanted to hear him talk to me. Exactly. It really makes a difference.
1: Exactly. It's a, the, the single thing that has changed my prayer life more than any other. I mean, the there's a lot of wisdom in this book, but the one thing is... Ask God what to pray. My son was uh, having a hard time at work a couple weeks ago, and he asked for some prayer, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to pray for his boss. I'm going to pray thing. And I, I start, like, launching into what Christians do is prayer speeches.
2: Sure. Right? We, it's
1: a one-way communication. We just say a lot of things, you know. And I, I felt like the boy swinging at the pinata. Right, You could just tell this isn't getting anywhere. So I stopped and I said, Jesus, what does he need? I don't even know what to pray. What what does he need? Jesus said, he needs me. (laughs) Like totally changed the direction of my prayer, right? It was not on the boss. It wasn't on the promotion. It it suddenly shifted to, of course he does. This, This trial, this is his chance to go deep with you. So Jesus, I pray for an abundance of you for my son, right? And like, those prayers, those are powerful prayers, right? You pray tons of Jesus on somebody, (laughs) they're going to have a great day. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. When you, you know, years ago, we did (laughs) emphasize what Betty just said about it being a two-way street conversation. In my praying, you know, a lot of times, you know, people talk about, reading the word meditate, I think it's probably one of the greatest uh, suggestions or uh, greatest understandings of reality that you'll ever grasp is that you take scripture and you meditate on it. We had Mark Rutland here just a few days ago, actually, talking about prayer. And he was talking about breaking down the Lord's prayer and meditating on each phrase. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. Just like, uh, you know, thy kingdom come. That's kind of like somebody says flippantly, thy kingdom come. And your mind may think, well, there's a kingdom coming someday and we'll get out of all this mess. And yet he's actually praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you realize there's a kingdom imprint, a kingdom weight, a kingdom impact, a kingdom impression that can be made on earth now and you just meditate on that. That's good. Come on. Then you got it. See? So, in other words, the word's coming on. But also, when you go in, you let the word speak and you meditate. Yeah. But if when you're talking to God, if we could just pause long enough he will actually begin to talk Mm -hmm. even more clearly than Mm -hmm. we think we're pouring out to God. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this in your prayer life, because this happens to me a lot. I don't think, maybe maybe this is not that I'm maturing, maybe I'm just goofy or spacey. (laughs) But when I'm praying, he talks over me. And I can be praying with people, and he talks over me. And yep. then it gets to where people are talking to me, and he talks over them. Yep. And it's really hard to listen to mm-hmm. them and him because <laughs> yes. he gets my attention, and they right. think I'm you know, right. spacing out and leaving them. <laughs> right. But I really can keep up there. Yeah. But I find myself being anxious to say, let me tell you what I heard yes. while we were talking, and they yes. seem to enjoy. It's not yes. like an intrusion. Right. Is it okay? Am I weird, or is it okay that I pray and hear him? It is really good, He's good? that you hear. John hey.
1: John John chapter ten, right? Four times in that passage alone, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. It's your right mm-hmm. as his son. I love his voice. His daughter. It's your right to hear his voice. So two kinds of prayer: the prayer of intimacy and the prayer of intervention. And I think just that category will help folks a lot. There's a whole lot of the praying that gets done in the Psalms. It's just the pouring out of your heart to God. Just honesty, intimacy. This is where I'm at. This is what I need. Oh, God, right? Mm-hmm. I remember the day when things were good, David says, and it's not good anymore. He's pouring his heart out. Intimacy prayer. And there's a whole other kind of prayer, right? The prayer of intervention. And you start praying, thy kingdom come. Thy ki- like you invoke The kingdom of God into a marriage you invoke the kingdom of God
2: into a school like things are gonna happen How about a country exactly Wow right do we not need to pray that audience okay so here we not need kingdom weight on this planet and on this nation right now so here's what I want to do I
1: want you to demonstrate this right now by praying for the country like show
2: folks how you pray Father, I'm glad that I can come to you in a relationship that is so intimate that I know you are my father. It's not some title. And I know that I experience your love continually poured out on me faithfully, no matter where I am or what I've done. I'm amazed at how you just don't seem to express disappointment over things that I just know anyone ought to be disappointed over. You just seem to love me so much, no matter what. And I want to tell you right now how grateful I am. Mm And Lord, I would like for our country to realize how much you love everyone on this planet. Mm -hmm. And you not only love this nation of America that we've been blessed to live in, but you love all the nations of the world. And you've told us that you want to bless our nation and you want our nation to be a blessing to other nations. Mm -hmm. Lord, I really wish we could get that. Mm. Father, I wish everyone in America that's ever been blessed by you could see that the blessings that you have poured out upon us, not only is because of your love for us, but love for others, that if you have blessed us, God, Mm -hmm. and you have, it's so freely you have poured Mm -hmm. it out. God, would you please help us, Mm -hmm. Father, this nation, Mm -hmm. all the sheep who could hear your voice and recognize it and respond to it, would you let them know how much you love them and how much Mm -hmm. you want to pour your love out through them toward others? Father, please, whatever you need to do, and sometimes I think it's just going to take a crushing blow to get us on our knees, because we won't simply get on our knees. God, I don't want us to be knocked on our knees. I want us to get on our knees. And I want to live on my knees mm-hmm. before you. And so on behalf mm-hmm. of this nation, mm-hmm. would you somehow tune their ears so mm-hmm. they'll not be dull of hearing so they can mm-hmm. hear your invitation to come into your presence mm-hmm. in brokenness and humility and cry out for you to begin the healing process and begin it in each one of us? Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do in me, this preacher, do it, God. You are so merciful and gracious and graceful. God, thank you for your love. Mm -hmm. Continue to change me. Change all of us. Mm -hmm. Shape us like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Shape him in us for your glory and your praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and so what you heard in that, you heard the intimacy, right? But you also heard the intervention, right? There was the intimacy of father. Like you you trust that he loves you. Mm, You believe he loves you, right? So you have the intimacy in the prayer, but you didn't just stay there. It wasn't just I love you and you love me, right? Then you moved into intervention. God come, intervene in this situation. One of the coolest things about prayer in the scriptures is that it's actually a partnership with God. When God um, sends Elijah onto Mount Carmel to end the three-year drought, famous story, right? Mm -hmm. The fascinating thing is, Almighty God could end the drought, (laughs) right? But he chooses to use Elijah's prayers. And he literally tells Elijah that. He says, I'm going to end the drought, but I want you to pray. So Elijah goes up on the mountain, right? And he begins to pray. Everybody remembers the famous story. He has a go at it. And he sends his servant to say, any, any changes on the horizon? Anything happening in the weather? No cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Right? Sunshine. Okay? Yep. The, uh, what does Elijah do? Does he give up? Does he lose heart? Does he say, oh, God, where are you now? You're not coming through? No way. Right? He takes his coat off, rolls his sleeves up. And he's like, all right, this is going to take a little work. It doesn't throw him that it's going to take a little work. And so back at it, he goes, right? Two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. He sends the servant back, right? Yeah. Okay. You see, and there's
2: a little bitty cloud.
1: (laughs) I don't know where we got this idea that prayer is like shooting up bottle rockets or something, where it's just a quick little, oh God, please help us today in Jesus name. Amen. It's like. Yeah, those prayers don't work. Like, can we just name the elephant in the room? Those prayers don't work. And so people say, gosh, I just don't feel like God's hearing my prayers. I want to I wanna say pray for me. I mean, like, I actually want to hear you pray right now. Because if you're just kind of taking a quick little whack at it, you know, Elijah tries one thing and then he says, oh, well... I guess God wasn't speaking to me. Of course that's not gonna work. There's a sticking with it. There's a
2: passion. There's Pour a... your heart out to God yeah, is totally it's appropriate. Right. It's absolutely appropriate to be determined in it. And, and I don't know where we got this idea that repetition's bad. Right, that vain repetitions bad. Vain repetitions. That's where you're trying bad. to make people think you're holy. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. you are this great Almighty God. Yeah. and yeah. you have to change your voice. Yeah. Oh God, oh, yeah. and it makes him want to go. You're making me sick. Yep. He does not like that stuff. He does not like God. He doesn't. He doesn't. He likes Father. Jesus bad. was not a real
1: big fan of religion. Mm-mm. No, he never was.
3: <laughs> right. I think God wants that time with us, yes. that intimacy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times when I, when I'm, fr- when I'm uh, just me and God together, and I think, God, I don't know what to say. Yeah. he's. I think he said, oh, good. You know, because he wants to say some things to me. Right. And if I'm talking right. all the time, I can't yes. hear him. Yeah. But if I'm still yeah. and I wait upon the Lord, yep. he has yet to fail me. Right. In pain. Yep. And I don't always get all my prayers answered like I think they should be answered. Yep. But God is faithful. Yeah. He is just and he is loving. Yeah. And he says, let me pour my comfort mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. prayer and my grace upon you yeah. as you wait upon me.
1: Yeah. And you see the countenance right now on Betty's countenance. It's worth it. Like some of those prayers were not answered, but you got something else. Absolutely. You got God.
3: I did, and I found out that he's so much bigger than I ever thought he was.
1: And it was more than enough. And
3: that has stayed with
1: me.
2: Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And I watch this, you know, because uh, I've never seen anyone pray for a child more than this precious mother prayed for our daughter when she was fighting for her life. And I can honestly say that Betty is as great an inspiration, not only in the fact that I know she loves the Lord and and seeks him, but watching God work with this yielded clay of your life, when she would cry out to God and might not see exactly what she asked for or even close, and yet I would just see the glory of God in her and get up so many times, Mm. and she'd just pour out glory, John. She's been talking to God, and the glory pours out because it's pouring into her when she prays. Would Would you spend another program with us? Let's do another program. Will we talk a little bit more about prayer, yeah. would y'all like to learn a little yeah. bit more about prayer if we yeah. talk to yeah. John in another program? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, Moving Mountains, you go online today and get a copy and get a copy for a friend. You might even just say, I think I'll get a copy for some of the friends that are, they, they pray with me every now and then or they prayed for me. And maybe we could actually see some mountains move. Yeah. So we're gonna talk to John in, a, in another program. You know, John, our viewers... I think they're a special a group of people as you yep. can identify on the planet. And you know they prayed for you. You've been coming here since you wrote Wild at Heart. Yep. And you've been a blessing to so many people. And has life today been a blessing to you and Huge. your family and oh, what you do? Absolutely. You can yeah. tell our people to do yep. pray. They care, absolutely. don't they? They, and do, they, they care and they give. They do. And they give to, to alleviate suffering and pain. Yep. You do continually what I've, I've encouraged you to do. If you want your own prayers answered, seek to be an answer to someone else's prayer. Watch what happens. Now, I want you to hear our mission director. I want you to hear Ralph. And he's, he's sharing the heart cry of many people who are saying, we wish we could see an answer to our prayer. The same way you do. But here's, here's the neatest thing in all the world. The answer to the prayers he's going to reference and the need he references, it's as simple as a phone call or going online and saying I love you. It's that simple, watch. See if you don't want to be a part of a miracle.
4: I have to say when I walked into the clinic today and I saw Pedro, my heart was just broken. Malnutrition's been known as the silent killer it seems to slip into a society unbeknown and the next thing they know they can't find food. And they all seem hopeless. A silent killer is responsible for the look of quiet desperation on each of these African mothers' faces. This killer has robbed them of their joy and left them with a feeling of hopelessness. I saw Pedro's mother. You could almost see in her eyes wondering
3: Is there any hope? Is hope running out for my child?
4: The silent killer that is stealing their children's lives is called malnutrition. Malnutrition can greatly compromise a child's immune system, making them more vulnerable to infectious diseases. And as their condition worsens, signs of severe malnutrition can be seen in their discolored hair, skin rashes, frail bodies. And in time, the child will lapse into a coma and eventually die. Without food, these children will not survive. They're not wondering, "Are what are they going to eat tomorrow? They're wondering, are they going to eat tomorrow? So mission feeding is critical. Your generous gift will save a life in this part of the world.
2: You know, I can actually say, Ralph, that uh, our gifts will save many lives. Ralph uh, Doan has gone all over the world with life outreach, hearing the heart cry, not only of desperate family members, behalf of children, but missionaries and relief workers saying, these people are so precious. You know, Betty, you and I pray for our nation and the nations of the world to have the wisdom of God. One of the things I'm praying for here in the United States, just so you'll know, and I'm only praying for it, I put feet to my prayers. And, and try to address the people that can make the difference. I want the people who create wealth, who create jobs and opportunity and who meet needs, create things that we need or we want. I want those great minds and what we would call an entrepreneurial gift of creating incredible things. I want that mindset to focus not on just doling out the tax dollars and say, did it. And then that's doled out without any real love or compassion connection. I want to see the blessed focus their attention on blessing where they're suffering and loss and pain. Not just a handout, but lifting them up with the wisdom and insight God's given you. So this is what happens on the mission field. This is why we actually see nations totally beginning to change because love transforms. So when you put the ability to feed in the hands of those missionaries full of God and God's love, you are releasing a river of life. I mean, it's amazing to watch. And we don't teach them to be dependent. We teach them when you get healthy, now you can go to work and you can grow crops. You can be successful. Many of the children whose lives we've saved now serve in official places in cities as leaders. Some are professors in colleges and teachers. And we helped inspire the feeding stations at the schools all over the remote parts of the world. And the World Food Program adopted that because they saw it work. So what you're doing is transforming lives. That's what love does. Right now, if you'll reach out and say, I'm gonna help feed those kids. We've got 400,000 of them right now that are in need, that we're prepared to feed. If you'll give us the resources to do it. You just give the missionaries food. Here's what we're asking you to do. Go online or dial that number. Take your bank card and make the largest gift of love you can. $30, $50, or $100, and this is exactly what he can do, will feed children $30, $50, $100, three, five, or 10 children for the next months. That's amazing, but love does. And it changes everything. And then think of this. A few of our friends said, we're going to match what you give. For the first 50,000 children that we touch, we're going to match it. Which means as you give, what you give will be doubled in its impact. So would you go... Please, right now, in love and in prayer, lifetoday.org or dial that number. It's always there if you need someone to pray with you and agree with you. But right now, you're going to be an answer to prayer. Make the best gift you can, and thank God it will be matched by love. And the number you reach will be doubled today. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making that gift.
0: In remote and impoverished areas of Angola, Africa, families are suffering, crops have failed, there is no food and those hit the hardest are the children. In response to this crisis, Life Outreach has received a 50,000 children challenge that with your help will feed and minister to 100,000 children over the next few months. With previous food reserves gone and Angola facing a severe food shortage due to crop failure, this challenge could not have come at a better time to help replenish supplies for the feeding programs touching the lives of children across Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. The 50,000 children challenge means more children can be saved and your gift will have a double impact, helping to feed twice as many children. Your gift of $30 to help feed three children will now be double to help feed six children. Gifts of $50 to help feed five children will be double to help save 10. And gifts of $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed and care for 20 children. And with a gift of $1,000 or more, you can double your impact to help feed 200 children and also request the Majesty Bronze Sculpture featuring a beautiful buck in regal stance, reflecting God's presence and majesty in all the earth. Please call the number seen here, Write Life, or go online today to lifetoday.org and make your life-saving double impact gift today.
2: Well, I want to say thank you so much. I do hope many of you will give $1,000 to help 100, but Natalie doubled to 200. Ask for the beautiful bronze, Majesty. It's something that you'll treasure in your home. And uh, becomes a conversation piece. People ask where you got it, and you can tell them love made that possible. If you'd like to have this incredible book, Moving Mountains, because there are a lot that need to be moved, and prayer does move mountains, and this will help you learn to pray with passion, with confidence, and with authority, You just simply give something to eat to a child. You help us share love. And you say, would you send me that book? Yes, we will. To say thank you so much and let's pray together. John's going to be whack to another program. We're going to talk more about prayer because we do need to learn to pray. Jesus said, his disciples asked, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, I will show you how to do that. He gave us a model, but he gave us so much more. He gave us an example especially in John 17. Would you thank John Eldridge and he will be back for another program. The book's in the bookstores. You might go online or go to the bookstores and get it. Thank you so much for watching. Don't miss the next program. John will be back with you.
0: Now this is the
2: kind of slice
0: that I would like with all this. Next week, James and Betty celebrate their 53 years of marriage. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.